This is episode 294, Growing in a Relationship with Brandon. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My goodness, can you believe that we're already almost in May? This year is going by so fast, so fast. I don't know if it is for you, but it certainly is for me. It seems like every year that I get older, time just gets faster. And I know there's an explanation for that. Someone's explained it to me before and it made a lot of sense, but I can't recall it right now, but I I know you know what I mean. (laughs) So I hope that you are enjoying, especially if you live in this side of the world, the US where I live, if you're enjoying the spring and the change of season and more sunshine and longer days and getting outside and getting your fresh air and your vitamin D and your exercise and all the things that really keep you healthy, mind, body, and spirit. I hope that you listened to the Coach's Corner last weekend with Terry Cole, because one of the things that keeps you emotionally healthy is having really healthy boundaries. And we had a great conversations about boundaries and how to be a boundary boss. And this Saturday, I have a another wonderful guest on who is going to talk about being an HSP, highly sensitive person, and how important self-care is. So I think you're really going to enjoy that episode as well. Today, I have a wonderful call with Brandon and PS would love more gentlemen on the show because I know that you listen, <laughs> but the ladies are often quicker to, to sign up. So if you're a gentleman who would like to be on the show, please email assist at christinehasler.com. And just in the subject line, put male who wants to be on the podcast. Cause I like to, to balance it out with those male and female voices. And if you haven't heard yet, Steph and I are teaching a virtual relationship retreat, June 11th through 13th. It's a virtual retreat. You can join from anywhere. It's also recorded if you can't make it live. You can learn more at christinehaster.com slash relationship retreat. It is for couples and you don't have to come as a couple. And it's also for singles. Let me explain. It is a retreat focused on relationships. We're going to talk about masculine feminine dynamics. We're going to talk about how to argue and repair conflict in a really healthy way. We're going to talk about communication. We're going to talk about sex. We're going to talk about attraction. We're going to talk about monogamy. We're going to talk about parenting, (laughs) all things relationship. We're going to talk about, teach about, there'll be breath work, there'll be meditation. There'll be exercises you can do. If you come as a couple, you'll partner up with each other. You can also come as a person in a relationship, but if your partner can't come, or maybe you don't think that they'd want to, you can come and learn all the tools and bring them back into your relationship. Or if you're single and want to learn relationship tools and start calling in that relationship. I did a lot of study of relationship when I was single, which really helped me prepare for relationship. You're welcome as well. But please note for those of you who are not in relationship, this isn't a calling your person in how to date, how to get the person kind of a retreat or be the queen and upcoming be the king programs are geared towards that. This is really about relationships. 
We're really excited about this. Y'all have been asking us to do this pretty much ever since we got together. <laughs> so we are really, really excited. We've done a couple coaches corners talking about relationship. You can go back and look at those to get a taste of the kind of things we talk about, but that's just, that's just skimming the surface. We're going to go way deeper. We're super excited about this. So again, christinehassercom slash relationship retreat, and you'll want to register soon. So you get that early bird discount. So as you're listening to my call with Brandon today, consider, are you in a phase of your relationship where it's time to integrate some of the things you've learned? Maybe not work and process so much, but just integrate. Do you feel like you or your partner may be a little quote unquote ahead in terms of your personal development and integration? And do you sometimes get frustrated with the other person or feel the other person is frustrated with you because you're not, again, quote, as far along? Do you feel like you hold polarity in your relationship? Like one of you holds that strong feminine pole and one of you holds that strong masculine pole? Or do do you think sometimes you're in your unhealthy masculine and feminine expressions? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Brandon. Brandon, welcome to the show. How can I help? Well, hi. First of all, huge fan. And Mm. thanks for having me on the show. I'm so happy to be here. My pleasure. Well, I am kind of needing some help with some integration things that I've been working on. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I, we've been married for five years together for eight and we have a six-year-old girl Mm. and we've been through the one year, three year and seven year, I forget what you call it, but itch. uh, Speed bump. (laughs) Yeah. Speed bump. Itch. itch, (laughs) I think it's speed bump. I like that better. I like speed bump better. That's great. Yeah. So the last one was, uh, it was a full-fledged like stop the car, get out Mm. and shake yourself off. Like it was a heavy one. Mm -hmm. I had some revelations this past week coming up and I've just been kind of integrating the whole process. So basically we went through a period of searching, you know, polyamory, seeing if there was something else in someone else that we were looking for. Uh, There was a lot of communication errors and it was just kind of a failed Mm. attempt at something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, we kind of came back together and I feel like our relationship is absolutely getting stronger. And we're kind of at this part where, you know, one of us is kind of growing maybe a little quicker than the other. And yeah, I'm just kind of needing a little advice on how to integrate Mm -hmm. what I've learned into my relationship. What have you learned? I've learned that I am not separated from love. Hmm. Um, I'm not separate from God. I'm not separate mm-hmm. from, you know, source, whatever, infinite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've also learned that relationships take work. Yeah, they do, don't they? <laughs> They're so tough, but it's it's so worth it in the long run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that that knowing, and I imagine you know that because you have had some experiential moments of it, knowing that you're not separated from love and God. How does that impact you? How does that change things for you? Oh, it changes everything. I mean, from being a kid that, uh, you know, mom basically abandoned at 13, never met dad, that kind of thing, kind of happened to be the survival kid. And then finally feeling that full love, mm-hmm. you know, and having a partner that can support that and that, you know, not really pushes me to do things like that, but really, really supports and loves and has compassion. Mm. And uh, I'm just learning emotions, how they work, Mm -hmm. you know, because as a man, you got to have, you know, the 
the loudest Harley and you got to have the biggest tires mm-hmm, on your truck, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, yeah. um, learning the feminine role right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And I imagine if you were abandoned by mom at 13, there may have been some challenges in trusting women and really letting a woman into your heart. Oh, sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of played out in the relationship with my wife because, you know, there's a lot of resentment that I had created for all these other women that she's taking on, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's not something I want. I don't want to be the trigger for my own love. Mm -hmm. What tends to trigger you with her? Um, not seeing, um, potential or optimization being met, I guess. Can you give me an example? Yeah, there's just, there's sometimes when I can, I can kind of see the things that I believe that she may need to be doing to get better, I suppose mm-hmm. you could say. Mm-hmm. And I understand everyone has their own, um, their own paths. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, I suppose that's, that's probably one of the things that gets me. It's just seeing, seeing my partner hurting and mm-hmm. seeing what they, I believe that they need to do to get better and then not being able to really help other than just hold space. What do you believe she needs to do to get better or more, maybe we could say it, evolve more or heal more? Um, I suppose just take the little steps that, you know, she knows deep down, but maybe is scared to take just to love herself more, to, you know, bring out that inner child more and just have fun with life more. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. And, um, we're just having an exploratory conversation. There's no blaming you or anything like this, but I'm just going to ask if there's been a dynamic in your relationship, because if you have this mother wound, that's obviously going to impact women as you talked about. And if you've projected a lot of the wounding you've had from mom or any other woman onto her, and then with the polyamory, did you initiate that or did she? She initiated it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, the reason for that was I was not being, I was not being a congruent partner. I was, I just wasn't, I wasn't in my alignment. I didn't know who I was. Um, she didn't know who she was and we kind of mm-hmm. grown to lean on each other. And so mm-hmm. she wanted to really explore and she was so open and communicative and truthful about it that mm-hmm. I, I've always trusted her. She's mm-hmm. not the kind of person that lies. Right. So it was kind of easy for me to be like, you know what? Yeah you need to do this. You need to explore this. So that way, you know, it maybe, maybe it'll crack something open for me. Maybe it'll help you grow, but something told me to just go for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you learned that it wasn't, it didn't work. It worked in the sense that it showed you how much you guys want to be with each other and not bring other people into the relationship. Is that accurate? Right. Yeah. And it also showed me boundaries because I didn't really have boundaries for myself, my own love. Yeah. And it really showed me to stick up for my love, to stick up for her, to stick up for this relationship and not just kind of to fight for it. Yeah. Go out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Which is big because with an abandonment wound, it would have been easy for you to run. Yeah. So that's, that's huge. Yeah. During that time, I actually kind of did run. Um, she trusted me to hold space and I kind of found my own, relationship and did that kind of, um, route as well. Had a relationship with someone else. Yeah. 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 
So there's, there's a lot here, right? There's the wounding you guys had before you got together. And then there's the stuff that's happened within the context of the relationship. So as you may know, for the feminine to feel safe, we, well, for the feminine to really open our hearts, we have to feel safe. And I'm just wondering if, and, and we don't, I don't know her backstory yet. I can probably take a guess at it, but you know, with your wounding from the women in your life being projected on her, the other relationships you've had, she's had, what impact do you think that's had on her Mm. and her ability to open her heart and be vulnerable and feel safe? Yeah. I mean, I would say it's definitely closed it off a bit, Mm -hmm. mainly because I'm the person that triggers her the most, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of hard for her to open up and speak to me, especially if I'm in any sort of ego or any sort of teacher mode or work mode. Right. So I can absolutely see where that would be very difficult. And how do you trigger her? <laughs> Just walking through the house. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> there's there's a lot of little things that I do that Yeah. Um Yeah, it's just little minor stuff. I'm not mindful sometimes and I'll you know, I'll ask something of her and just not even realize that it's a trigger and then, you know, she's triggered. So mm-hmm. still working through all that stuff. Well, I think probably the bigger issue is that she doesn't feel super safe quite yet. And it sounds like you, what you want for her is to do more of her own work. I mean, you said earlier that you're kind of one of you sort of getting stronger and growing. And I assume that you feel that you're kind of the one that's maybe moving a little quicker here with growth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. So what's, you know, and this isn't true for all men and women, but often what can happen is once the masculine feels that big love, that God love, relationships kind of become easier because for the masculine, you aren't as much of a relational being as the feminine is. Mm. Often the feminine connects to God and to all that is through people through our hearts, through relationships. And so you've had this big God moment. You've had this agape love. You feel this oneness and and she doesn't because she still doesn't feel totally open and connected to you or herself or God. So can you imagine how it is for her to have you having this, like these big breakthroughs and this big love and feeling so connected? Meanwhile, on some level, she's not feeling safe. Right. So what your opportunity from, from my point of view is to really focus on like how you can make her feel safe. So some of the masculine things that help the feminine stay feel safe are consistency, consistency, Mm -hmm. consistency, consistency. Sure. Did I say consistency? I mean, you're allowed to have your moods and you're allowed to have your ups and downs and everything, but it's words and behavior match. She knows what she can get. Um, there's, there's, there's consistency that, that presence, that being able to hold space and not fix leading, Mm. like really leading in, you know, not in a controlling way, but really making it possible for her to surrender and relax, taking things off her plate, those kinds of things. And so 
do you feel like you're really holding a strong, steady, safe, masculine presence for her to really be that, that container? Because the feminine is the invitation and the masculine is the container. Meaning the feminine invites the masculine into their greatness, their love, their openness, their expression. And the masculine provides the container for the flow of the feminine to explore, relax, open, be vulnerable, so on and so forth. Mm. So do you feel like you're really being that healthy masculine container? Yeah, so that makes so much sense. Um, I feel like I've grown into that role over since my revelations have happened, you know, like doing dishes and keeping Mm -hmm. the house clean and continually asking you know, if you want to talk, mm-hmm. would you like to hang out? Let's take some space. Let's, you know, I feel like that's not a burden anymore. Mm, beautiful. I almost feel like it's it, like she's my teacher and I kind of need to keep the classroom clean so she can just be who she is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're just at the beginning stages of this, you know, learning this trust in this dynamic. And I mean, it's very empowering for me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Before it was very draining. It was like, man, why do I got to keep cleaning this up? But, you know, now it's like, it's almost like I'm happy to do it because that space is being held. And I love the way that you put it, you know, the masculine is, is the container. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That just makes so much sense. Yeah. Well, and I love that you see that doing the dishes isn't about doing the dishes. Doing the dishes is creating a calm space for sure. her to feel. Cause the feminine notices everything. Like we can't, we can't watch TV knowing the dirty dishes are sitting in the sink. It's like, we can see them mm. through the back of our head. And so you being able to do that is a beautiful call into the masculine. So if you can just really be that container with no attachment to her shifting or changing, no attachment to her shifting or changing, then that's where the magic can really happen. And where, you know, you get to continue to look inside of you. And it really sounds like, and I I acknowledge you for this, it really sounds like that that wound from mom, that's something that you really work through and that you have opened your heart and you have let a woman in and you are trusting more and more every day. I'm sure if we dug enough, we could still find some, some owies in there and some blocks and you're human and you're still working through it, but you're in this beautiful place. The, the slippery slope for when one partner's in this kind of high integrated place and the other partner isn't quite there with them is you can have an attachment to wanting your partner to get there faster. Like being able to see what she needs to do, what she needs to heal. And as long as you're doing that, she's going to feel judged, not a self safe container. Lots of dirty dishes metaphorically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is this making sense? It's absolutely making sense. I was just going to say, what would you, what would you recommend for me if I'm in that mode? Like if I'm in the kind of, like I see that, I see what she needs. I see the pain that she's in and to just kind of slow me down. So that way I'm not being, I'm not schooling her or I'm not, you know, trying to be the teacher all the time. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of times when she asks for space, she just wants to vent mm-hmm. and she'll vent. And then I'll just end up spouting off what I feel. And it's mm-hmm. just, I don't feel that that's right. Right. It's, it's the masculine reaction but it's not always the most loving, helpful thing to do. So what I would suggest is when she vents, say, I really hear you. 
I really hear how hard this is, how frustrating this is. What do you need, my love? What do you need? Mm. From me, from you, what do you need? Because how you're going to help her most is helping her speak, like realize her needs, like realize what they are. Because whenever we're triggered, whenever we're in an argument, whenever we're venting, you know, we think we need something and it's usually not what we need. Usually it's, it's deeper than that, you know? So asking that question, like, what do you need? What do you need from me, from you? And, and helping her be able to start to articulate her needs and actually start to connect the dots of when she's frustrated or triggered that the reason she is, is because there's an unmet need. Sure. So that's it. That's it. Simple. Okay. What if she comes back with, she doesn't know what she needs. Like, you know, being triggered Mm -hmm. sometimes, I mean, we just don't, it's hard for her to know what she needs in that moment. You say, that's okay. You think about it, reflect on it. And if you come up with anything, I'm here. Okay. That's beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes I'll say to someone, if they don't know, if they say they don't know, I say, well, if you did know, if you just guessed, but she could get annoyed with that. So I don't know if I'd try that route. I would just really honor it and be like, okay, I hear that. Well, if you think of anything, I'm here. And Again, what, let me just let me just ask because I'm curious. What was her sure. relationship like with her dad? Uh, dad was a workaholic, worked mm-hmm. so much he put himself into a stroke and eventually death. Only spent two actual times in her life mindfully with her for a mm-hmm. short period. Yeah. The rest of the time was it on the computer in the other room. Yeah. And yeah. There was some violence along the way, but. It was with the the other siblings, not with her per se. She was a very quiet child. She watched the other siblings and kind of, she's very empathic and, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had a feeling it was going to be something like that. So mm. what a beautiful healing marriage this is because you have a massive wound with the feminine and she has a massive wound with the masculine. Mm. And what a beautiful healing container and opportunity you have. It's really beautiful. And I want to just commend your presence and your willingness and your heart and your commitment. It's, it's just absolutely inspiring to hear. And with your, with your lovely wife, you know, there's going to be unconsciously a fear. Like, are you really here? Are you really here for me? Do you really see me? Do you really care about me? So even though you can continue to show up, there may be a bit of a distrust Right. And so that's why I said consistency a zillion times. She needs to know that your, your heart is open and you're available to her because it's what she longs for, but on some level she'll test it. Mm, That makes sense. Yeah. So you just be that container. Now that doesn't mean you're a doormat. If there's ever an instance where you feel like she's lashing out at you or whatever, you can say, hey, babe, I love you. And it hurts when you talk to me like that. Like, we're not going to talk to each other like that or or whatever. I'm not saying that you're just this container that stands there like a punching bag 
and just takes it all. No, you have a spine, you have boundaries, all of that. But when it comes to like her vulnerability, you just hold that, you hold that steady container and you see her and you're present with her because you know, there's a, again, there's a part of her that probably longs so much for the presence of the masculine, but it also scares her because she's never had that intimacy with the masculine. So Mm. it's foreign for her. You know, I, it's amazing to me how, when we start to get what we want, we, we push it away in many ways. So just know it'll kind of be red light, green light, especially as you're stepping in to, this different vibration. You're really stepping into this healthy masculinity, this love, this open-heartedness. And that probably will freak her out a little bit because it's like, whoa, this is like so opposite of what I'm familiar with. Right. But with consistency, she'll start to trust it. Okay. This help a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely helps. Helps me, you know, understand that I, I am doing the right thing right now. I mean, we're both growing. We're both very conscious of what we're doing. Yeah. And we're both, you know, in it for the long run. So yeah, taking it step by step and just truly loving each other for, you know, who we are. Yeah. Just holding space. Beautiful. And yeah, remember, in every argument, in every tension moment, there's a need. There's a need. You have a need, she has a need. And the more you can get to, okay, what do I need? What do you need? What do we need together? Because with the relationship, there's you, there's her, and then there's a relationship. So it's often, right. what do I need? What do you need? What does the relationship need? And you, mm. it sounds like you're moving to a whole different level in your relationship out of the triggers of the mom, dad stuff and into more of like, what do we want to create from, from where we are now? And, you know, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that it feels wobbly because we have so much more experience with our triggers. So when we get to this heightened state in a relationship, it's like, whoa, wait, (laughs) it was way easier to argue about our stuff. Not easier, but it was more (laughs) familiar. So now you're in this place of like, whoa, we have a whole new dynamic we're exploring. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And maybe, you know, listen to this with her. I obviously wasn't talking to her, so I made a lot of assumptions and guesses. So, you know, I hope I didn't offend her in any way. What I sense from both of you is that you just have this very strong, beautiful connection and will be such great role models for your daughter. And I encourage you to continue to lean in because there's, you know, I was listening to another podcast today just about the, the places monogamy can take us because you can go really deep on multiple levels when you have the, the sanctity of that container. Mm. What just came up for you? Sacred union just came up. Mm-hmm. You know, when we first got married, it was like, it was almost like, uh, she wants a wedding. She, you know, her parents are Christian. She just kind of wants to do that way. And in my mind, it wasn't really that committed. I was just like, yeah. well, if that's what you want. Right. And then, now it's a whole different level. Mm. It, you know, it's it's like divine. It's like there's there's a connection between lifetimes now. Yeah. That you know I had blocked for whatever reason before. Mm. Have you done our sacred union process together? 
I have not. Ah, that might be a nice step. I would love to (laughs) So just go to christinehasler.com slash sacred union. It's free. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's about, there's an introduction and then there's like a 40 something minute process that you can do together. So that might be nice for you too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I missed the, uh, um, the relationship coaching session a Mm. few days ago. Mm. Um, well, you can always get the recording of that too, (laughs) but but we got to have this conversation today. So I I hope it's helpful and maybe you'll join us for our relationship retreat in June because that would be supportive as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you for modeling. You know, you've, you've been through a lot. And one thing that I think your relationship, one way I think your relationship is inspiring is for people listening that have maybe been through infidelity or bringing other people into the relationship or triggers or those speed bumps where you stop the car and get out and don't move on for a while. Um, I feel you're giving people hope. So thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Brandon, for your honesty, for your vulnerability, and for really stepping up and doing the work. So I like this call because there really wasn't a problem. Brandon didn't really come to the show with a problem. There's a lot that he's worked through. I'm sure that if we had talked years ago when they, for example, were trying out polyamory and bringing other people into the relationship, there would have been more, quote, problems. But really, this was a lovely conversation about integration and how when you get to a place of ahas and you get to a place of really feeling wonderful and maybe your partner isn't quite there, how do you really hold space? Because what was interesting about Brandon is he has had all these wonderful epiphanies and integrations and he really is feeling not separated from God and oneness, which is just absolutely amazing. We all want to feel like that because that's the truth of who we are. And you could tell there was, I don't know if judgment's the right word, but we'll just say concern that his wife wasn't quite there yet. And maybe even some resentment that she's taking so long that she's not having these big ahas and seeing the potential that maybe he's seen in himself and her. And this is something I really want to point out because I see it happen a lot in relationships. And I definitely did this in my first marriage One person will get to a place of feeling really uh, evolved, like they got it in some ways, and they'll want the other person to join them. It's like, I just had this amazing meal and I want you to have some. And that part is great. Like really wanting someone you care about to grow and evolve, having that, that wish for them and being a stand for that is great. However, judgment can creep in. It really can. When we grow and we have these awarenesses, we can get a little bit on our spiritual or personal growth soapbox. And the other person can feel judged. It can be very unconscious and very subtle, but it can happen. The other person can feel judged. The other person can feel pressure. And my guess in Brandon's case is his wife may be feeling a little bit of that. She also, we didn't talk about this, but if I had her on the call as well, I would have asked her if she ever felt like Brandon was putting so much energy into his own work and his own spiritual practice that he was ignoring her in some ways. And I'm not sure I'm right about that, but given that her father was a workaholic, maybe there in her life, but not really there, 
I'm curious if any of Brandon's pursuits trigger some of that in her. Like, I don't have your full attention or there's something that's more important than me. So what his opportunity is, is to really hold that beautiful, strong, masculine pull of just being consistent. And I said consistent about a gazillion times, but that's it, being being consistent. You know, if he doesn't feel separated from God, that means he doesn't feel separated from her either. And if there's no separation, there's no judgment. There's only unconditional love. Now, as I said to him, that doesn't mean she gets to walk all over him, treat him like a doormat, get away with anything she wants. But it's more about even if she's growing slower and even if he sees potential that maybe she's not stepping into, he continues to hold that safe space. And when she comes to him in events, and this is key for any of us, when someone comes to us in events, there is that that desire to want to fix it. The masculine tends to want to fix. The feminine tends to want to overly take it on and overly empathize into sympathy or go into caretaker role. And we all have masculine and feminine energetics inside of us. And you might even ask when you're really triggered with something, when your emotions are up, does your masculine come out in terms of, I want to fix it. I want to fix it. Or does your feminine come out in terms of, I just need to take care of it. I just need to take care of it. And, or I need someone to take care of me. Or can you really be in that space of unconditional, healthy, masculine, feminine presence where the masculine part of you welcomes it, holds space, asks what do you need? And that feminine part just has massive compassion and just nurtures you. So for Brandon, I just asked him, okay, when she comes to you and she's venting, the best question you can ask is what do you need? What do you feel you need? What do you think you need? Is there anything you need from me? Is there anything you need from you? Because underneath any upset is an unmet need. And so when we can find that need in an argument or in a trigger inside ourselves, then it's like we start to really deal with the true trigger. When we're trying to just ease the trigger with talk or action or any of those things, it often doesn't work, even usually doesn't work, because we're not really getting to the unmet need. And remember, everyone's on their own path. One of my teachers said to me, we don't walk into a nursery and wake up sleeping babies. People wake up on their own time. So some takeaways for you. Look at that masculine feminine dynamic inside of you or in your relationship if you are in one. And remember, masculine feminine doesn't mean male or female bodied. We all have masculine feminine energies and you may be in a female body with a stronger masculine essence and vice versa. In a relationship, you want to have that polarity so that one person is holding the masculine pole, one person is holding the feminine pole. You can dance between them, but in the majority of the time, one person holds one, the other person holds the other. Pay attention to whether you want to fix other people or yourself and see if you can back off some of the fixing and just be in that place of unconditional love and acceptance. And finally, check out our relationship retreat. We'd love for you to join us. I know this is going to be really, really powerful and give you tools to have a even better relationship. And if your relationship is really struggling, get you to a place where you get clarity about whether you want to move forward or not, which is really important if you're, if you're struggling or doubting the relationship. So again, you can check out the details and register at christinehaster.com slash relationship retreat. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Sending you much love and many blessings. Until next time. 
Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.